the Arizona Cardinals look disheveled. The Arizona Cardinals cannot do anything when things aren't going perfectly well. Fire Cliff Kingsbury. Fire Steve Kime. It's time. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, the Cardinals shot themselves in the foot multiple times in the last three hours or so, which resulted in another loss on the road against against the team they should have beat. The Cardinals were the better team on the field for the majority of the second quarter on. Two bad interceptions. Greg Dortch with a muffed kick that turned into a touchdown by K.J. Osborne. This is something that needs to be understood. I have been saying this since 2019 when Cliff Kingsbury got hired. He is not a leader. He is not an NFL head coach. And the person who was hired, which is him, and the person who hired him, which is Steve Kime, both do not deserve to have their jobs. The Cardinals fall to the three and five. Season's not over by any stretch. This is not about the game today. It will be. We'll talk about it enough. This is about the institutional fracture that has been going on since 2013, pretty much when Steve Kime took over as GM. This is a good old boy system. This is an owner who has a best friend as a GM who does not deserve his post. Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, both I am putting it out there officially. I've alluded to it for the last three years. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime should be fired tonight. I don't care about contract extensions. I don't care about the owner's ego. I care about the betterment of this organization. And with Steve Kime as GM and Cliff Kingsbury as head coach, they are always going to be looked at as a non-contender, regardless of talent and regardless of their win-loss record. That is not absolving the mistakes that were made today by the players at all. And we'll talk about it all. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Thanks for hanging out on Twitter spaces and on YouTube. Abundantly clear. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime should not have their jobs tomorrow. This is not an overreaction. This is a lifetime achievement award. This is not an overreaction about today. This is a lifetime achievement of bad moves, bad play calls, bad timeouts, bad draft picks, and bad, bad, bad leadership. That's what this is about. And it's infuriating. I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad for the employees, i.e. the players. I feel bad for everybody who's loved the Arizona Cardinals growing up through now. You deserve better. You deserve better than the crap that you've been put through, at least since 2013. Sure. They've had some 10 and 6 winning seasons. Absolutely. Sure, they've had a good collection of talent. 2018 should have been the last year where Steve Kime was able to make a decision for the future of the Arizona Cardinals. 
and his last gift to the Cardinals was Cliff Kingsbury. Take the other side. Absolutely. Three wins to five wins to eight wins to 11 wins. Okay. You look at the progression there. Absolutely. Well, Steve Wilkes wouldn't have been able to do that. Steve Wilkes had Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford. Well, Steve Wilkes wouldn't have been able to do that. Steve Wilkes didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. There are so many current, former, soon-to-be coaches in the NFL that are probably looking at the Cardinals like they are wasting the talent that the Cardinals have on offense. Absolutely wasting it. And it's true. Kyler Murray, two bad interceptions today. Kyler Murray is not maturing and progressing like we'd thought in his fourth year. You know whose fault that is? In part, the guy who was brought in to make him better. The guy that was brought in to mold him into an elite NFL quarterback. Cliff is failing Kyler. Cliff is failing the fan base. Cliff is failing the Arizona Cardinals organization. And that's what we're experiencing. The only clown costume on Halloween that I care about is one that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury continue to wear and continue to sign, get paychecks signed by Michael Bidwell. It's a joke. And I'm fed up with it. And I feel bad for the fans who've had to deal with it for so long. I am. I'm fed up. We're going to talk about what happened. We're going to talk about the good things because there were some good things. And we're going to talk about the mistakes because there were some. There is zero reason why the Cardinals should have lost this game. You know what teams lose games like this? Ones that have institutional failure. Ones that have a San Andreas fault on their bedrock foundation. And they've been trying to use super glue and band-aids to put it together. Well, you know what? When hard knocks in season comes to town in a couple weeks, we're going to see a lot. Because from where we are now, this organization is a joke. Not the players. How it's built. Who's employed at GM and head coach. It is an absolute laughable joke. And I'm sorry to the fans who have to deal with this year in and year out. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Coming up next, I'm going to talk about this game and not the broad picture. Because remember, November 2nd, Tuesday, or November 1st, Tuesday, is the trade deadline. I said all week, and I'll continue to say, this loss should not be the, uh, you know, the, the direct factor in what the Cardinals do at the trade deadline because three and three and four and four or three and five and four and four aren't vastly different, especially in the, the muddiness of the NFC. But I will tell you Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime should not have a job tomorrow. Sick of it. I'll talk about the show. I'll talk about the game that we just witnessed good, bad, and all in between. Um, Next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. 
So here's the thing. I've had therapy throughout my life, okay? And, you know, on and off, and it's helped. And sometimes, you know, life doesn't come with a user manual, right? So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And again, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Convenient, accessible, more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a the therapist. If they aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless search for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's better H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash locked on. Cardinals, not great today. Um, the thing is that there was brilliance in this game. There was. And the frustrating part is that it wasn't shown when the Cardinals absolutely needed it to get a win. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out on Twitter spaces on YouTube. I'm not supposed to be doing Twitter spaces for post-game show, but I am. So for those, this is going to be the last week I do it on Twitter spaces. Please go to YouTube, search Locked on Cardinals, and subscribe to the notifications on hit a like. And um, you'll be able to see my big dumb face talking about the Cardinals, hopefully after a victory next week at home against the Seattle Seahawks as they set up for three NFC West games in a row. Card, uh, the Seahawks at home next week, and then on the road against the Rams in week 10, and then in Mexico City Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals lose in fantastic fashion. Um, Coming out of the second half, two holding penalties by Trey McBride. After the Cardinals come down and score, great touchdown pass pass and catch to DeAndre Hopkins. Get the momentum going. Two bad holding calls by rookie Trey McBride. And then Kyler Murray throws the interception. And then Cardinals are on their heels again. Kyler Murray has been very frustrating this year. He's shown flashes of Kyler Murray. And then he's thrown some really bad interceptions this year. Really bad. And you just, like, you just can't. With how fragile this offense is already, turnovers is just, it's a killer. It's a killer. And there's never a good time for an interception. The one he threw in the fourth quarter was tough too when he he and Zach Ritz were obviously not on the same page. Um, that was a bad throw. And I don't know if this is Cliff's play calling with this is the first read and the first read is open, so Kyler tries to tries to fit it in, or if Kyler's going rogue and just looking for an open receiver through his natural progression. I don't know. I'm not in the headset. But I do know that can't turn the ball over. Muff punt with Greg Dorch. 
It was brutal. It's just brutal. You can't win games like that, especially on the road, especially against a five and one team. The Cardinals were the better team for the majority of the last three quarters. But, you know, three turnovers. Can't do it. Penalties. Terrible. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp Cliff for the penalties today. Holding penalties, not necessarily the coach's fault. Did have 10 penalties for 67 yards. The timeouts. What are we doing here? Year four. Still, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury not on the same page. Still. And this is where I err on the side of the winning player, who's been a winning player his whole life, and not the coach who's been a losing coach his whole life. I will err on the side of Kyler Murray when it comes to that. Slow start. On their heels. Offense comes back, takes a 17-14 lead. And then, like, Minnesota comes down and scores right after. It's like the Cardinals, like, right – I'm, I'm, I'm working through this theory, and it's something like this. And I will talk about the good things in the final segment, I promise. It's like the Cardinals, whenever they get inside the 40, the opposing team's 40, it's like a kid who just ate their vegetables and then goes right for candy right after. It's like they reward themselves before they even put points up with the play calling. It's like, oh, we're on the move. Let's call a gimmick play. This is the right time for it. Whether it be Rondo more behind the line of scrimmage, Dipsy Doodle in behind the line, and then catching the ball where everybody knows he's catching the ball, or run up the gut. It's just like with, with the amount of you know magical brain power that Cliff Kingsbury should have or does have, we think, I, I, I've been told, um, running the ball on, you know, halfback dives on first down is just like the go-to. It's like throwaway plays. You can throw on first down. You're allowed to. And it doesn't have to be behind the line of scrimmage. It doesn't have to be a halfback swing, a halfback swing or, or a bubble screen. It doesn't have to be. And on third down, third and medium, it doesn't have to be a go route to a 33-year-old wide receiver in the end zone. It doesn't have, like, there aren't rules that says it has to be. I feel like they're adhering to some sort of rule book that they don't have control over. So when you look at this game with how the Cardinals played, the peaks, the valleys, and everything in between, it just feels kind of, what does this mean? Because whenever the Cardinals have a long, sustained offensive drive, and they're getting DeAndre Hopkins involved, and they're getting Zach Ertz involved, and Rondo Moore behind the line of scrimmage, it's like, where is this? The Cardinals have these players to use every week. And there are just massive gaps between good offense and three and outs. And bad timeouts. And delay of get Like, it's just like, why? Where is the consistency? Where is the consistency? When you have players like DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore, the Cardinals should be putting up 30-burger every game, regardless if the offensive line's hobbled or not. Regardless of if the offensive line's hobbled or not. They should be putting up 30 points a game without breaking a sweat. And they're not. They just... You know, they take series off. 
they think that they're too smart for like I don't it's I've like I found my my tagline for this team one of them it's there's the only thing that's worse than having a problem is not knowing the root of the problem and we don't know what the root of the problem is on offense when it sputters Kyler Murray threw two bad picks today he's not absolved from anything I don't want people to think that I that I do not fault Kyler Murray for anything I just think that Cliff Kingsbury is holding Kyler Murray back. I think Kyler Murray's doing things in spite of Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him. I do believe that, and I don't understand why more don't. But with the anemic side of this offense for long stretches at a time, namely two full games worth of first quarters, why? Because the defense is not built to win games. The defense is built to set the table for the Cardinals offense to eat. And the Cardinals offense just doesn't for long stretches of time. Because lest we forget, this offseason was focused on the offense and not the defense. Jordan Hicks walked, who made the game-winning tackle for the Vikings. The game-saving tackle before the Cardinals got the ball back. Chandler Jones, gone. Cardinals didn't add anybody. Nick Vigil, sweet. Didn't didn't add anybody. Traded for Hollywood Brown in the first round. Drafted a tight end in the second round. The goal was obvious, to make the offense the strength. And the offense hasn't been the strength a lot of this season. And the defense is not built to withstand the rigors of being the leader of a team. And that's why they give up long, sustained drives. They don't have the talent that other that, – that, that, they just don't. They've shown flashes. Antonio Hamilton had a good play today. Zayvon Collins looks good. He's, he's, he's getting better and better every week. Byron Murphy locked down uh, Justin Jefferson as much as you can lock him down. But, like, the defense isn't built to be the strength. The offense isn't doing enough, consistently enough, to put the Cardinals in positions to win games. There's not. I thought the defense played pretty well today. I thought they did. I mean, they had to go up against a short field twice, gave up two touchdowns, but it's a short field. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's easy to blame the defense because the offense is supposed to be the strength, but I'm not in that camp. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out live on the postcast on Twitter and YouTube. Um, there were some positives and we'll talk about those as we, you know, put our tail between our legs and look towards Seattle in what's a Armageddon like situation, potentially if the Cardinals lose in week nine against the Seattle Seahawks. But we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some positive things, uh, as we wrap up today's episode of lockdown Cardinals, your team every day, one of which is Blue Nile, okay? Blue Nile can help you make celebrations even more memorable. As the, as the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. It's helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers uh, will help you then handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. 
and this is the best part, excuse me, 24-7 support online and over the phone, chatting over the phone. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, Blue Nile's got you covered. They can walk you through 24 hours a day. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free and discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code LOCKEDON. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This is the last time I'll be doing it on Twitter Spaces. I wanted to do one more, but just mosey on over to YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe, like, and just turn the notifications on so you know when videos are posted. Cardinals lose 34-26 in a game they 100% could have and should have won. Two bad interceptions by Kyler Murray. Greg Dorch muffed punt return. these hurt. These hurt. Because as we shift into the positives from today's loss, the Cardinals did enough positive things to win today. They did. DeAndre Hopkins, he's good. He's good. And one of my biggest fears is that they're going to think about moving him before the trade deadline. I, I don't think that they would. I, I don't think Steve Kime is that dense, but like to retain DeAndre Hopkins when he has an opt-out after this season, hopefully restructure, give him a little bit more cheese and extend him. And then Hollywood Brown's going to want to get paid, even though he's got his fifth year option coming up. Remember he's got the same agent as AJ Brown, Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf, none of whom played their full rookie scale contract before getting a contract extension. So Hollywood Brown is going to want to get a deal. DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is still the best receiver in the NFL. Like, not just because he's not blazing fast anymore. He was never fast. He was never fast. Sure, you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Absolutely, I get it. But I would take DeAndre. I would take DeAndre Hopkins over Devontae Adams. I would take him over most other wide receivers, um, just because he's DeAndre Hopkins. He catches everything. He did have one drop on a really tough ball to catch. Like the fact that he was close showed <laughs> shows how great he is because he pretty much catches everything. Very Larry Fitzgerald-like in that regard. J.J. Watt looked like the old J.J. Watt. Um, That's going to be an interesting name. Like, I hope that they don't move off J.J. Watt. I hope that he retires in Arizona Cardinal. I hope they sign him to another two-year deal, maybe with a little bit less money tied to it in the offseason. The salary cap is going to be an interesting juggle uh, circus, you know, to try and get everybody under the cap. J.J. Watt looked great. Zayvon Collins, again, looked good. Byron Murphy looked good. Antonio Hamilton, I believe he gave up well, he gave up that huge chunk catch to Justin Jefferson. You can't defend anybody better than that. And Justin Jefferson just made a Justin Jefferson play. Uh, Rondell Moore. Look at what happens when you get him in space. I talk, I, I compare him to Lamar Jackson because to me, like the most exciting thing in the NFL still right now is watching Lamar Jackson run and make defenders miss. He runs, he's like, he runs so eloquently. And it's like, it, it's, it's just, it's poetic to watch him run. And Rondo Moore is kind of like that. Rondo Moore in space is like, is he, he, he broke one off for a touchdown today. Like, get him in space, not behind the line of scrimmage, get him with a head of steam and not run, you know, go routes for a 5 7 receiver. Get him in the slot, get him in space, and just watch him run. 
just watch him run. And he played very well today. You know, he did. He did. So, and then Zachary's got in the end zone. So, like, at times the play call, and there was like a handful of plays. And I was like, wow, those are great play calls. Great play calls. There was one, which was a screen where Kyler Murray just dunked it over to Eno Benjamin, who dropped the ball, which would have been, which would have been a first down and more. Um, but, like, you can compliment specific play calls and then look at the the grand picture of the 60-minute games you be like, yeah, game plan wasn't good enough. Game plan wasn't good enough. And everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, Mike Tyson, but with, with the turnovers that the Cardinals had, the Cardinals still could have won this game and probably should have. But two bad uh, – two timeouts – Late, just definition of insanity. So where do the Cardinals go from here? We, I will have a, um, I'll have my my trade deadline special podcast go out Tuesday morning. Um, and I'll give some trade guy. I still think they should trade for Bradley Chubb. I do. I don't think that they should trade anybody. If they can get a sixth round pick for AJ Green or something cool. Addition by subtraction there, unfortunately, even though I've loved AJ Green forever. It's just, it can't, can't do it. Can't do it anymore. I hope that they don't fire sale. Looking at three and five, it's like, oh, got to do something now. Got to do something now. Because I will leave you with this. The future of the Cardinals is right now. It's not next year. It's not three weeks from now. It's right now. The future of the Arizona Cardinals was the last four years. So you add, you don't subtract hoping to accumulate draft picks, which is one of the worst parts of Steve Kime as a GM. Stand pat or trade for a difference maker. Yes, you're going to have to trade Brad, pay Bradley Chubb. I give him a first-round pick. I give in a heartbeat. I know he's had injury concerns, but pass rushers are at a premium. And I would trade a first-round pick for a known commodity and an impact maker over holding on to it and hoping Steve Kime doesn't flub it again. Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. I will talk to you Tuesday morning for my trade deadline special podcast. Talk to you then.